Welcome to Church of the King Online. It is great to be with you in this holiday season. Merry Christmas. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I'm excited for today's message as we're in week three of The Greatest Gift. And this week is really one of my favorites simply because it's about a topic that I've had a lot of experience in because I've needed it. And that's forgiveness and the power of forgiveness. You know, last week we talked about, really the first week we talked about a miracle in the making where it begins with God, but it continues with us. Every miracle begins with God, continues with us, and it ends in transformation. But in a miracle in the making, which is in the middle of that miracle, there's always a process. It it takes us out of our comfort zone. It's much bigger than us, but it's activated by faith. So this week is forgiveness. What is that about? Like a the greatest gift and a a miracle, the miracle of Christmas. Here's why. Because there's a miracle blocker, and it's called unforgiveness. The the fact of the matter is that, that if we think that we can walk in the miraculous supernatural power of God, but we are refusing to forgive others, we're really mistaken. Because the greatest gift that we've really been given is the fact that we have been forgiven. And and Christmas really is about forgiveness. It's about new life. It's about releasing old wrongs. And I pray that this Christmas season, as you really reflect on what Jesus has done for you, that you release people. You make a commitment. I'm going to release people from their wrongs. I'm going to extend forgiveness to those who've hurt me. Ephesians 4.32 says this, it says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. That word forgiven is so powerful. In the Greek, it's charizomai, and it's the root word for grace and for charity. It doesn't just mean forgiveness. The wonderful thing about the, the Greek language that we see the New Testament written in, it's very descriptive. And that word charizomai, is, yes, grace and charity, but it's also used, it's used sometimes to mean healing. In fact, in Luke 7, 21, it's talking about the many miracles that God, that Jesus did. In Luke 7, 21, it's talking about the many miracles that Jesus did, and it uses that word charizomai, which is forgiveness, but they're using it in the context of Jesus making people physically whole. And and the truth of the matter is that forgiveness is something that we need if we are going to live whole. And it's not just something that we receive, it's something that we also are willing to extend to others. Now, what does it mean to forgive? Here's the definitions. Here's dictionary.com definitions. Number one, to grant a pardon for or remission of an offense, a debt, etc., to absolve. That's the first definition. The second definition, to give up all claim on an account of, to remit a debt, an obligation, etc., Number three, the third definition of forgiveness, to grant a pardon to a person. See, we're called to walk in forgiveness. And if we are unwilling to extend what we willingly want to receive and have received from Christ, which is forgiveness, that's the thing that blocks the miracle. Why is that? Because there is nothing that is more the epitome of being the opposite of Jesus than taking what we know we need, forgiveness from him, but failing to extend it to other people. It's really hard. It's really hard. So here's the the truth about forgiveness. 
got three simple truths about forgiveness. Recognizing that God gives us what we don't deserve. I mean, I know me, and you probably know you. And the fact of the matter is that we don't really deserve the good things that God's given us and the forgiveness that he's extended towards us at our worst. I, I constantly think to myself, like, I see Jesus on the cross forgiving me and taking the penalty and the price for my sin when I'm at my worst. That's when he loved me the most. But for us, we have to understand the truth about what forgiveness is so that we can walk in the fullness of what God's called us to. So here's the first thing. Number one, forgiveness is active. It's not passive. Forgiveness is active, not passive. What does that mean? It means that forgiveness is a choice. It's a decision that you make to release someone from wrong. The is It is a choice. It's not a feeling. The second thing, forgiveness is a choice, but forgiveness is also a command. It's not a suggestion. Mark eleven twenty five, Jesus says this, but when you're praying, first forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins also. See, that's not a request. Like, hey, maybe you should forgive people so that you can be a better person. No, forgiveness is key for us in right relationship with God. But God wants us to be in right relationship with other people. So Jesus says, when you're praying, you first need to forgive those that are hold, you're holding a grudge against. Just as your Father in heaven will forgive your sins as well. Matthew six fourteen and 15. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. That's scary. You see, forgiveness being active, it's a choice, not a feeling. It's a command, not a suggestion. It's not Jesus saying, I think maybe you should forgive. He's saying this is massive. I'm going to read Matthew 6 again. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. That's massive. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. We are commanded. Colossians 3.13 says this. Paul writes to the church in, in Colossians. He says, make allowance for each other's faults. Do I make allowance for other people's faults? And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. It's a command. It's a choice. I'm choosing to forgive. So in the choice, it's not a feeling. It's not a suggestion to forgive. You should, you should probably forgive someone. No, you're commanded. The Bible, Jesus himself commands you to forgive those who have wronged you. But I want you to understand the power of recognizing it is an act of the will and an Active choice and not a feeling is key because so many people think that forgiveness is about feeling forgiveness. But the truth of the matter is that it is a choice. It is an act of the will to verbally, out loud, to from the depths of your heart, even though you don't feel it, to mean it and say, I forgive and release them. And you may not feel it. You may not feel that. You may have to Maybe in that moment, I forgive and release them, and there's a momentary respite from the feelings of anger and unforgiveness. I get it. I completely understand it. I'm just saying, like, I've been wronged 
a lot. I've been wrong a lot as well, but I've also wronged. And when somebody wrongs me, there's this thing that wants me to put them, you know, I want to put them in their place. But that's not what I'm called to. I'm called to forgive by Jesus, to forgive and release. And I do that in spite of how I feel because it's a choice and a command. I want you to understand the power of forgiveness. Every time those feelings come up where you just want to take things into your own hands or fists, choose, I forgive them, I release them. It's an act of the will. It's not easy, but it's worth it because it brings us to the place of peace because in that willingness to obey Christ and extend forgiveness, there's also a release of his forgiveness over us. And the fruit of his spirit begins to wash over us in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Patience, kindness, and goodness almost never coexist with unforgiveness. The truth about forgiveness, it's active, not passive. It's a choice, not a feeling. It's a command, not a suggestion. And it's possible with just you. You forgiving someone else is not contingent on them in any way, shape, or form. You forgiving and releasing someone does not mean reconciliation. That may or may not happen, and that is contingent on them and you, because sometimes you can forgive someone, but because of what they've done and what's happened, you, you may go, I don't think I can have a relationship with them because I know how unhealthy that is, and they are, and it was. So I'm, I'm knowing that forgiveness is active, it's a choice, it's a command, and it's possible with just me. In fact, the ball is in your court with forgiveness. Why are we talking about this at, at Christmas? <laughs> well, because Christmas really is about forgiveness. It's the greatest gift that God has given us in the Savior of the world coming. To, to do what? Once It's John 1, 29, where John the Baptist, upon seeing Jesus coming to be baptized, says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We all want our wrongs washed away. But we also have to be willing to take an active part and choose to also forgive, choose to obey the command, and recognize it's not just us. The truth about forgiveness is active, not passive. Here's the second thing. It's already impacted us. Romans 3.23 says this, for everyone has sinned, for all have sinned, and all have fallen short of the glory of God. Here's the truth. There's three more truths I want to give you. Here's the first one. We've all been wronged. Nobody gets out of this life without being hurt because we live in a broken world. That is why Jesus came, to bring hope, to bring healing, to bring forgiveness. This is why it's so important we understand the truth that we have an active role in forgiveness to extend it to other people. But it's already impacted us because we've all been wronged. Everybody has been hurt. You've probably heard the adage that hurt people hurt people. It's a fact. Someone who's hurting will hurt another person. Can I see Snowball for just a moment? 
This would be a great example. Y'all are going to love this because this is a great dog. He's like, I have a big German shepherd, that, but this is Shami's dog. Now, he's wonderful and fantastic, and I really like this dog an awful lot. And, and if y'all know me, I like big dogs because I grew up around massive labs. I had a 110-pound lab growing up, and we raised labs, and now I have a big old German shepherd. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. See, but he's happy right now, and he wants to love on me. But if he was hurting, what would he do? You ever tried to, have you ever tried to help an animal or a dog specifically that has a wound? Do you know what they do when you go to extend a hand to help them? Has anybody ever experienced that? I have. They try to bite you. Why? It's not because it can be a dog that loves you, because they're trying to protect themselves from more pain. Thank you, Snowy. This is the truth with people who have hurt you. Look at them through the lens of their own brokenness because you recognize your own brokenness. Some of the things that I've said, some of the things that I've done, I'm not proud of. And I had to come to the place that I knew, I knew instantly it was wrong. I tried to justify it though, but I had to come to the place of why did I do that? Well, the short answer, sin. Why was I sinning against that person in an offensive and mean way? which was a sin in and of itself, just being a total jerk. Why, why did I do that? Because I'd been hurt by other people. I'd, somebody had sinned against me and hurt and wounded me, and I just passed it on. So I want us to understand the truth about forgiveness. It's active. We have to extend forgiveness. It's a part of understanding the fullness of the forgiveness that we receive when we are able to forgive others because to whom much is given, much is required. I want you to know how big the forgiveness is that you've been given. It's already impacted you. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short. We've all been wronged. Here's the other thing. We've all done wrong. We've all done wrong. Everyone, you know this. We've all done wrong. Here's the last key when it comes to it's already impacted us. And I've thought long and hard about this, but I think it's very true. All sin is relational because the only thing eternal is relationship. And so it makes sense that when we sin, it is hurting someone, even if they don't know it. And even if it's, oh, it's just against me. You shouldn't be hurting yourself. You're still a child of God. But I'm reminded of when David sinned and when it's called on the carpet Because with one of his mighty men, one of his closest and strongest warriors, he had him murdered because David had slept with his wife and she got pregnant. And when he's confronted, he says this. He says, against you and you alone have I sinned. Now, he didn't discount his sin towards Uriah or towards Bathsheba or to the people who looked to him as a leader. But he recognized the root of all sin begins with us hurting God by saying, my way is better than yours, when God's way is designed and created to keep us in the place of wholeness and purpose and life and peace and joy and kindness and patience and all of the fruit of his spirit. So it's already impacted us. We have to know this. The truth about forgiveness is active, not passive. It's already impacted us. Here's the third thing. Forgiveness began with God. You've 
already been forgiven. Already. There's huge lies that people believe that are, that are barriers to God because of the lies of the enemy they, be, that they believe. They believe this, God's mad at me. N- no, God's broken for your brokenness. He's not mad at you. He loved you so much. It's John 3, 16. This is such a basic scripture. Even people who've never been to church have heard this, but I want you to get the profundity of it. For God so loved that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. It began with God. Forgiveness began with him. In the Old Testament, we see in Genesis 3, 21, it says, The Lord God made clothing from an animal, from the skins of an animal from Ad- for Adam and Eve. God's the one who brought death and the shedding of blood. Hebrews 9.22 says, For without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. Well, why was this in the Old Testament that animals were killed, their skins were taken to cover the nakedness of Adam and Eve? As a picture for you and for me, how huge unchecked sin is. And because of that, how massive God's act of forgiveness is towards us so that we can be covered from the shame of the sin that we've perpetrated or the sin that has unmasked us and hurt us. It began with God. Romans 3.25 says this, For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. Do you believe that? God presented Jesus as a sacrifice. So in Genesis, at the very beginning, animals, their skin was taken. Said he's the, the author of life and death. And in the end, he laid down the life of his only son for you so that your sin could be covered, that the curse could be broken. And the gift of life and love and joy and peace and kindness and goodness and gentleness can mark your life. This is the hope of Jesus. This is the Christmas season. You've already been forgiven. It began with God. Forgiveness is active. That means that you have a role and a part to play, not just in receiving, but also extending, that it's already impacted you. You cannot deny that you've done wrong, you've been wronged. You have to know you're hurting someone if you hold on to unforgiveness. And most of the time, it's not the person that you're holding unforgiveness against because unforgiveness, refusing to forgive someone else, is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. What's the antidote? Receiving the forgiveness that Jesus has given you and then extending that same forgiveness to others. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he's faithful and he's just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that is the power of Christmas. That with the birth of Jesus, God in human form, and his demonstration of love that was so much more than just, I'm going to come down, 
but his son, because as a father, I, I would rather harm come to me than my children. And this is God's demonstration of love towards us. It says in Romans 5, 8, that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. At your worst, God was at his best and Jesus gave his all for you. So this Christmas, are you going to receive his forgiveness, walk in his righteousness, and you'll know that you have by your willingness, your active participation, not a feeling, a choice to forgive and release those who've wronged you. This is hope because there is nothing like walking in freedom from the bitter seed of unforgiveness. It's a miserable place to be. Freedom comes through receiving and releasing. And if that's you, I want to pray for you. And I want to pray that the coming season is one where you are standing on a commitment to receive the forgiveness of Christ, but also to release it to those who have wronged you. And maybe you need to pray a prayer of surrender and release. If that's you, I want to pray with you. Let's pray this. Say, Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I believe you died on that cross to take the penalty, the punishment for my sin. I receive your forgiveness right now. Thank you for that. I believe your word when you say that we're cleansed. You're cleansing me from all of that unrighteousness. And Jesus, I just pray that your wholeness, your healing, Lord, your charizomai comes to me. Forgiven, healed, whole. Jesus, I choose to forgive those who've hurt me. Now you just pray under your breath who that is. Jesus, I choose to forgive. I release them from that wrong. I trust you to make me whole because of your gift of Jesus. In your name I pray, amen. Listen, if that was you, wow, Merry Christmas. May the peace and the hope and the light and the life of God flood your life. We would love to connect you with relationships and resources to help you grow in your walk with Christ. You know how to contact us. We love you guys. Merry Christmas. See you soon.